This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing good, Metcalf. Um, another glorious day, another glorious week, and we had preseason basketball on today, so it's a it's a big deal. It's a really really big deal. Um, no Ceilings back, you know, on Monday full-time open the floodgates i'm feeling great there's there's love there's excitement in the air how are you doing sir how are we how are we holding up well i mean the the timberwolves are undefeated in the 2023 <laughs> season so you know best team in basketball right now um incredible offensive rating they're so good that they don't even have to play their starters really in the second half so you know that's how things are looking um obviously preseason but they look good i'm having fun i'm excited about the season um can't wait to have that flip in you know two weeks but no i I have to give a shout out to our boy kyle he had a great tweet today for the t-wolves he was like you know the Timberwolves have more wins than the other 29 teams or whatever (laughs) the ba it's time to revisit the rudy gobert trade i was just like that that's how you tweet folks that is how you do twitter so um eternal optimism from him god i love him (laughs) Uh, hey i'm i'm pumped it's everyone's starting to get their little like groove back when it comes to the nba writers and all the fans and stuff so i'm excited just shaking off the cobwebs you know yeah getting out of preseason form um yes but, you know, we'll, we'll do a little housekeeping here at the front instead of at the end while we have everyone's attention still. Um, no ceilings, NBA.com going fully live on Monday. Very exciting times. We're back to five days a week, uh, writing, podcasting, all that good jazz. Uh, got a couple new team members uh, coming aboard, making their debut pieces next week. Make sure to keep so an eye out 
on all of that. Uh, and you can find all of that work at noceilingsnba.com. Uh, the daily stuff is 100% free, but this year we are going to be having um, some more perks and extra stuff for the paid content. So if that's something that you can afford, something you're interested in, make sure to check it out. We will have more details on that coming uh, next week as well. Um, if you want to help us, if you've been enjoying the podcast, want to help us continue to grow, uh, educate people, have fun with people, grow the community, please make sure to leave the review and a rating. It helps with all the algorithm stuff, all the ranking stuff. It means the world to us. Um, if you feel so inclined, otherwise Rucker, we're, we're, we're keeping our basketball, um, analysis abroad right now. Uh, we've been, we've been doing a couple stuff on the NBL. Um, you know, they're, season the regular season has kicked off a lot of the playing time and roles for a lot of those guys have really scaled down after the blitz which is you know not totally unexpected but we're going to kind of skip over that since we've talked about them so much recently we're going to europe uh we're talking about some of the best european prospects right now there are a ton of names we're going to touch on most of them melvin adrinka zachary Risache, uh tijan saloon nikola topic uh Nik- nikola jersic zachary perrin juan nunez and pacome dadie um but where do you want to start you want to start with Adrinka? yeah let's do it um i'm I, I have to say to start this one out like yeah we're keeping up with foreign relations which i love um this is going to be a fun international class. Like he, I've kind of hinted at it a couple of last episodes or, you know, throughout the preseason, I, the more I'm watching these guys, the more I'm excited. And it's yeah. not even the NBL blitz guys in which, you know, we got, we talked about Alex Sar last episode with that me and you did, and people think he's a top five pick. So like, I'm excited about the international class without even bringing up a potential top five guy. Like I'm really intrigued with some of these players, but um, yeah, if you want to start with the Jinka Metcalf, let's, let's light the fire. Let's have some fun. Let's get weird. Yeah. Uh, six, eight wing um, playing for St. Quentin over in France right now had a, just an incredible FIBA run with France um, at the FIBA U19 world cups world cup earlier this summer. Um, what do you like about him? I mean, a lot, um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to talk to you about him in depth. I feel like this is the the all-time poster child for 3 and D. Like, yeah. this is the, yeah. woof, if you made a 3 and D prospect, this would be it. And I, I really, really like him. I, I, I've, I'm a very big fan. I'm in that dangerous water right now of, like, I want more tape, obviously. Like mm-hmm. I want all I want college basketball to get here because I want to have all of this tape to start analyzing and seeing the progression. But Ajinka's early season stuff, I'm getting in my feelings, Metcalf. I'm starting to fall in love. Like it's just I'm trying, I'm on that side of the fence where I'm like, is this just a guy I really, really like? And he might be going like late lottery or top 20 or is there one more level in which all of a sudden that love can really get on fire and like we start to see some creation or you know what i'm trying to say like is there one more potential level to get unlocked that might not fully be unlocked this year but if we at least see glimpses of it we can start to be like hey this might be a more well-rounded beast you know what I'm saying? What what are, what are your early thoughts about Ajinka? Um, yeah, so I, not to play Debbie Downer six minutes into the show, but yeah, I love I, when you do this. <laughs> I, 
I I don't think that level's there. Um, I, I agree. Really- but is there something else? Like it? Maybe not. It's the creation. Is there maybe a playmaking level, or is is this just he can shoot it? I and he I can play defense. It. I think that's it. I, I that's fine. Right. Yes. So I I, I think he's going to be one of these guys, or at least has the potential to be one of these guys. Where I would be shocked if he went lottery. Yeah, draft. me too. Me um, too. Unless he, you know, he ends the season shooting forty five percent or something from three. Um, I think lottery would be really, really surprising for him. Twenties, you know, end of first round, and then five, ten years from now, you know, when we do redrafts or whatever, and we're like top ten, let's take Melvin Nadrinka. Look at just solid ten year career where he was consistently producing, um, really high level role player. That's where I think his kind of real upside is, is where it's like, I'm not sure there's all-star superstar upside with this guy. Um, but I think the the floor for him is really, really high. And he is so comfortable as an off-ball shooter where he's not just spotting up in the corner. He's not just, you know, standstill threes. He's running off of screens. It's movement. It's uncomfortable angles. He is a really, really confident and versatile off-ball shooter, and the consistency isn't always there um, on both ends of the floor, and that's a big thing I'm really looking for as we kind of continue throughout the season with him is can he tighten up the consistency, um, mainly on defense but also on offense, and if he does, that's where it's like, oh, God, okay, now these physical tools, now that 3 and D upside is you know maybe taking you from a rotation guy to like a high-level starter. He is the guy that every playoff team would be like yeah. drooling in the draft, like literally a battle royale cage match to add Melvin Ajinka to your rotation. Um, I feel like I told you months ago, I was like, this seems like this is the Rodney Hood 2.0 of like almost like a bulked yeah. up Rodney Hood, like kind of hopefully just stays healthy. But like, I, I love watching him play because it just feels like this is a missing ingredient for every team to be like, Oh gosh, we're going to be nasty for years. And I'm talking like the Denver nuggets. You add Melvin Ajinka to them. You had, you add him to the Milwaukee bucks. You add him to the Boston Celtics. You add, or, you know, I know everyone right now will be like, well, they don't have those first round pick. I get, you get (laughs) my point. I'm just saying every team would be lining up to add this guy. And then you get to a point where, Maybe there's a team that's right on the edge of getting to the playoffs that are like, hey, we would really like him. Or maybe a team trades up to add him as another first-round kicker. He, mm-hmm. He's just a desired commodity. And I I have liked a lot of what I've seen um, with his game. He's gets a shot up quick, yeah. lefty, smooth stroke. I like the fundamentals. I think he's big-bodied. Yeah, I, I, I just... <laughs> is a very easy valuation because i'm like yeah i'm on board um <laughs> shout out to koc we posted like and i posted an ajinka stat like box score um on our twitter feed and he's like love those french players i was like yeah i get it and he, and he said like i love ajinka but it's it's just funny it's a very quick easy one like i'm in on the ajinka express and I, i've talked to some people i know maxwell's texted me and he's like do you mm-hmm. like i was like oh i love ajinka i'm in yeah, it's just how high is that love gonna get me so what were you gonna where, say go ahead where are you are with the defense um because there are flashes where he's locking guys down on the perimeter where he's rotating and then there's other stuff where it's like where 
what happened to your fundamentals? Like what you're coming out of your stance, you're turning your back on your guy off ball. Do you think it's just a thing of age and youth and inconsistency, or do you think there's kind of a bigger red flag there? I think probably age and consistency. I mean, I've seen some stuff where I even sent you a clip kind of offline and I was like, just one of those clips where I was like, is he in the wrong spot or is this a perfect rotation? Or I said, this is a perfect nightmare for a defense where it's just like you, you tip your hat and yeah, you were right. You told me and you were like, I think he's in the right place, but just makes a little mistake. And I was like, yep, that's okay. Just double check. And sometimes that's what we do as scouts. It's like, can I get another pair of eyes, please? Can I, can I phone a friend? He has, I wanted to ask you, do you think, does he have my least favorite quality as a defender? And he has the, the heavy hands where I'm like, get him back, get your hands up. I, I oh, swear I, I, I'm like an old man <laughs> watching a, a, a son in the stands, just being like, get your hands up. When I watch film on defense, like he looks like he has really good feet to me to be a, a monster okay. defensively, just on ball. But I think I understand where you're leaning. Where like, there's some lapses, there's some, eh, but I, I've also seen him play great defense and some guys hit some shots on him and you know, he's ready to go the next possession, but where are you at? I, I think it's more so just a youth thing where yeah. he, he overhelps where he, you know, just, you know, when, when he rotates, it's, it's an extra three steps instead of, you know, stopping where it should be. And then he's out of place to recover. And then it's just some laziness stuff. Um, you know, not, not intentionally or damning when I say lazy, I know how that sounds, but where it's lacking attention to detail and finishing out the entire possession. Um, but then he'll have some possessions where it's like, he's, a menace and he's sliding his feet. He's bodying guys off their drive. You know, he's tagging and recovering. And it's like, why isn't this here all the time? It's like, Oh, well, probably cause you're like 19. Um, so I I'm really encouraged by it. And then it's like, if that really does become more consistent and we just see steps in the right direction, I don't need him to be, you know, Marcus smart this year defensively but if he just continues to trend in the right direction and it improves week by week month over month and you know come draft time that's where it's like okay i, I think your your floor is seventh eighth guy in a rotation who's getting 15 minutes a night i think that's worth a pick in the 20s easily even if there isn't necessarily that super high level upside i feel really really good about you know bringing you into a roster and Guys like that are just really easy to kind of plug and play. I mean, he's I I don't think he's in this. I don't think he's this player. So just I'm gonna say that before you get mad at oh, me. Oh, that th this will be fun. This will be fun. <laughs> um but like early career Jaden McDaniels. I've just like come in. You mean Jaden McDaniels who's in his like third year? Yes, I'm talking about like Jaden McDaniels of like what he had to do to be a guy and around the league that was like he's playing. And then Jaden has way more of a bag and Jaden's an offensive threat and he's just scratching about the surface about how good he's going to be. And that extension is going to be so awesome. It's going to be humongous. I'm so ready for it. Plus. It's going to be great. They're going to give up the Minnesota Vikings as a kicker. <laughs> No pun intended. Well, but, that, that, that that might be a negative value. Maybe. Stop. That did not. <laughs> I, we could have had fun with that. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is like a Jinka is just every team's going to be like, yeah. E even if he's our fifth guy in the, in the lineup, woo, like what a weapon. And 
he's also young and his body and frame he looks like he's 28 and just been you know he's just built and looks ready to play so I think I'm just pumped to see how he plays all year. And if we look up and like you said, Metcalf, he's shooting 42% from three after a huge sample. I'm going to be like, Oh gosh, like buckle up. I just, there's too many good things where I see him moving off of screens, catch and shoot, gets it up lightning quick. Sometimes. I mean, he almost has that little Michael red to his game too. So it's just, I'm, I'm a sucker for lefties, especially guys that can shoot and root and move and stuff like that. So, it's been a fun, it's been a fun like circle him in green and be like, yeah, I'm in on a Jinka. Anyone can talk to me about Melvin. I'm going to be pumped about him. Yeah. And like, I don't think he necessarily has like on ball creation stuff, but yeah. just simple stuff like that using his off ball movement to kind of create passing lanes where, you know, here he just kind of comes off a standard handoff that basically turns into a pick and roll, gets a help defender to bite, and then just nice little pocket pass to set up the dunk little just kind of connective passing stuff like that. I think we'll just really take his offense to the next level. So when we talk about consistency, yeah, more consistency in the shooting, but also a little more consistency with the decision-making, the off ball movement to generate shot attempts and different looks for everyone else. Um, I, I think it'll just do wonders for him, but even if it doesn't, and he's just a shooter and a solid defender, that's a first round pick. Oh yeah. I mean, Easily first round right now for me. Um, where do where do you have him? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, asking for numbers. Keep talking about him. I'll tell you where I have him. Um, I just have to pull it up. God, you're so as, as everyone can tell, I'm not in my typical environment. Um, I'm on the I'm a road warrior currently, so I'm trying to get my list up. Um, so I, I so I, I currently have him at 21. Um, and I I think that floor as a rotation player, that three and two wing. Um, being a top eight guy in a rotation, I think that's more than worthy of a 21st of the 21st pick. Um, and obviously that's right now on October 5th. I had him, I haven't updated my board need to probably what I'm going to do tonight. Now, as I'm saying this, I had him at 24. I'd probably, I would move him to 20 right now. Okay. Um, and that's not me trying to compete with you. I'm just looking at the names I have, um, I had Darlin at 20 before I would move Melvin ahead of him. Okay. And I, I'm a big fan. That's just an easy. I feel like that's going to be one of those picks that when we're doing the, the draft night stream, the moment he gets selected, we're all going to be like, good pick. Yeah. Like, great pick. Just, just moving on. Great pick. You, you got a good guy. Like add another It'll piece. It'll be a really puzzle. interesting kind of case study between him and other guys where it's with him. It's like, you kind of know what you're getting, you know, at least right now, I I feel pretty confident in what you're going to get versus the intrigue and the mystery and the, Oh my God, what could he be with some of these other, you know, maybe incoming freshmen or even some of these other Euro guys that we're going to talk about where it's like, Oh, but think of what this guy could grow into. And it's like, well, he could maybe grow into Melvin (laughs) Adrinka, but some smart GM, some smart GM is just going to say, I don't care. I'm taking him at, you know, at 14 or 15. And everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, that's a little early. And he's going to be like, no, it's not. It's a Prestige Mania like, pick. It's a team like that that's like, we're building. We need like one too, uh, for them. I I mean, it, it, that is exactly how smart GMs keep getting those contract extensions. 
I'm just throwing teams out now, but like teams like Orlando where it's like, they're putting it together. Yeah. They just need to keep adding. And I know people will be like, they've added a lot of these wings. Just add another one. Like it's a simple, I love how you put that. It's like a Jenka might be the floor guy that it's like, just go get him. Don't get obsessed with the eye candy of the potential other prospects, you know, around like, Hey, he could become, look at the upside. Someone might be like, I know what a Jenka is. He's exactly what we need. Let's just get him and, move on. And that's why I'm like, yeah, that's an easy one for me. I'm in, I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Let's move on to Zachary Risashi. Um, we have to announce that me and Metcalf spent like 30 minutes before oh, we're, we're trying, we hit so. live <laughs> and we tried to get the correct p- pronunciation of every single player. So shout out to the French, you know, we're, you know, Viva la France. I've been talking to some, some diehard French prospect fans and uh, we we're trying, we're trying to correct, we're trying to get better. So Metcalf, I think you're one for one there. Ajinko, I feel like we're <laughs> and, right and there we've, too. We've so. heard his name pronounced five, five ways, five ways, infuriating. But as kind of seamless and straightforward as the Ajinka eval seems right now, I think Zachary's is the complete opposite. Where I think he could be extremely polarizing. Um, on a lot of boards right now. Here's where I'm at with him. I'm excited to talk this out with you. This is a little draft therapy session. And you can tell me if I'm crazy. I feel good about him at like the end of the first. Like I'd be really pumped if I got him there. If we never pumped him up as a potential top five guy, would we all just be very excited about him? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, is it is the yeah. preseason hype is the last year hype of like, well, next year after Victor, it's going to be Zachary. I like him. I think he's going to be another guy that like playoff teams or teams that just keep adding smart guys get like, I, I feel like the defense is going to get me with a larger sample. The defense is going to get me back into believing. Cause we saw him in Portland, everyone drink and immediately I was like, I don't know. I, I was like, this isn't going to be the number one guy. No. Cause I was like, I don't see it mentally. Um, and I'm not trying to insult him. I was just like, I don't see Zachary being a killer on the court. He looks like a very good wingman. Like he looks like a, a complimentary piece. That's knows his role. Doesn't want to overstep some boundaries. Um, but tell me if I'm crazy. Like, where where are you at? Where do you have him? Um, uh oh, uh oh. I probably no, have no. That. I, I have him at 27. Okay, so I had him. I had him 29 on my old board. Um, I think that's a good range for him, though. And people are gonna be, like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, I feel good about that. Yeah. What do you like? What do you like? What are you scared about? Talk the, to me. So I, I like I like the defense and at his mm-hmm. size. Um, that versatility, I, I think he's a really, 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 really good defender. And I, I think the length, the footwork, uh, the mentality, I think it all really shines on defense and you really see it where he's, and we saw it in Portland too, where he was a different player when he was defending than when he was on offense. And unfortunately as tenacious and, you know, into it and, you know, engaged as he is on defense, that completely disappears on the other end of the court. And he has been over the last eight months, he has been a complete zero on offense, essentially. And, you know, I, I know he just had a, a nice 15-point game the other day. Um, 
Did he have Unless, another one? Has he had two games in I a row that were pretty one. solid? Okay, no, just one. No, because the uh, the one on the third um, against Strasburg, he barely did anything. Um, right, 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 right. Okay, and you know he's one of these guys where it's like. Unless you're really cued in on him, you forget he's on the floor on offense. And that's really, really concerning. Going back to FIBA, I mean, he's supposed to be the guy. And in that uh, championship game against Spain, he had one shot attempt and zero points in the finals. Like, I I don't need him to be Kevin Durant out there. I don't need him to be Brandon Ingram out there. But I need him to take a goddamn shot every now and then and enforces will a little bit and impose himself on the game a little bit because i think there's some really good uh passing upside with him i think the shot is solid i think he moves really well off ball but he is just just the scoring instincts right now are just not there it's why you know and tells everything because this is a player right now that i need him to be aggressive like I, I'm telling you, I need him to be way more aggressive if he's going to have a shot to really cement himself as a firm first round guy. And that's why you do preseason, you know, that's why all of us at no ceilings are, are reaching out to guys to be like, what's the vibe? Like, what are we, what are we feeling about some of these guys early on in the year? How, how are they looking in camp? How are they looking in practice? What's, you know, and, and Zachary's one of those guys. that has been like one of my, main targets if you want to put it that way to start the year where i'm like i want to see what's what's the vibe with zachary because there's a lot of impressive stuff mm-hmm. like i said me, me and you saw him in person Corey and albert we were there and there's a lot of really intriguing impressive stuff he's smooth when things are good and things are clicking yeah he looks very fun and a, a fun talent but the ghost factor is still one of my favorite things of scouting. Like if you're on the court and I can go three minutes of game time and forget you're out there, we've got problems. Yeah. But he makes some beautiful plays that you're just like, okay, just when I want to get out, you bring me back in. Um, And he's had a couple good, intriguing performances. It's consistency. Like if he has four in a row where he's looking great, we're all going to be like, okay, here we go. Like buckle up. Let's see what's up. But um, I just want to know, like, what player are we getting with Zachary? Are we getting a good defensive, versatile, switchable defender with playmaking upside? Okay, that's fine. But I, if he just started getting a little bit more aggressive offensively, mm-hmm. I feel like we'd really start getting ourselves into an interesting conversation. And, you know, the talks I've had with some people I trust around the NBA have confirmed kind of what I've thought of him of just like, I need him to be more aggressive. And I think you're, you're telling me the same thing that cop. Yeah. And I, I think right now you got to kind of view him as just this defensive stopper with hope, you know, untapped offensive upside Mm -hmm. where you just kind of have to believe in your development organization. And then the kid himself, that there's another level for him to get to offensively because i mean i I was showing some clips there there's some real passing instincts there's some good off ball stuff um you know i think he's a solid cutter when he wants to be and you know it's like right here um they're going just kind of probes that baseline finds that opening gets gets an easy bucket and 
too infrequently, he doesn't just get the easy stuff to get him going. And it just kind of takes him out of the game. But then you look at the defense and he's engaged. He's, you know, switching on to guards. He's rotating from the weak side. It's really impressive stuff where, I mean, right here, great yeah. verticality comes over from the weak side and disrupts what should be an easy score. So if you're bringing him in at, in at the three, I know he's he's probably going to inevitably get Jaden McDaniels comps. I don't think he's that guy. Is there um, Kyle Anderson in his game? I, nah, I mean, it, I'm it's saying like just with, a... It's always tough with slow-mo, slow-mo just because he's such a bad athlete. Um, and I'm not, I wasn't saying athleticism-wise. I'm just saying kind of like that nah, I, connecting I, piece. I, I think it's... Find your places. I think it's but, more so Matisse Thibel. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. Yeah, that's probably better. So, which is and, tough. And that's tough because we thought really we tough. thought he was going to be like a top five versatile guy. But, but I you, still you like him. A, you can't be a zero on offense no. anymore yeah. and, get, and get minutes. And you, you you can make a roster. You can be a a bit player on you know occasional nights, but you're not going to be a regular starter, a top seven guy um, on good teams if you are absolutely zero on offense now. He can play. It's just that fire offensively has to be unlocked. Yeah. And if some team thinks they can unlock it, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes earlier than we're expecting, but I think it's a big, you better have good intel. You better have guys that really done their homework and found out like what makes him tick. And yeah. Um, that's and all I, I, think. I, I don't think it's like a work ethic thing no, or anything no, like no, that no. or an intelligence thing either because, you know, again, Portland drink. Um, I, he was working his ass off during those practices and, you know, he was dripping in sweat. He was really engaged with the coaches and stuff. He's just shy. And yeah. I think he's a little timid. I, I, I thought he really kind of flipped the switch in the game and looked a lot more aggressive during the game than in practices. But we haven't seen that same fire that he shows on defense pretty consistently now. And I, I really buy the defense. I just need that on offense and I need him to take over a game just once in a while. And I know that's not, I, I would be surprised if he does because that's not what he's there to do. It's, it's just tough with guys like that, but let's move on to, to Jane saloon um, from Cholet. If we said that right, I'm so pumped about it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah. Again, apologies on pronunciations. We're trying. Um, incredible physical tools kind of built similar to Zachary um, playing for Cholet super raw. What stands out to you about saloon? Words of Biggie Smalls. The sky is the limit. I, I just, whoa. I, um, raw really early. We're going to need consistency. This is going to be one just to monitor the whole year. But when it comes to me watching him, I mean, he just had one of his most impressive outings. There's some scary, like, you know, hide the children. There's some scary shit that just really gets you like, whoa, okay, yeah. big fella. If you're putting this all together, this is the wild card to really start foaming at the mouth about. There's a lot of stuff that really, like, I'm excited about where it just comes like to checking the boxes early in the year where I'm like, okay, okay. Like the shot looks all right to me. Like it's good enough right now where I'm like, you're getting my attention now for the rest of the year. I don't care what happens in the next game. Like I'm going to be watching you closely. 
But like you start seeing this, I've seen some places list him at six eight, and I was like, that's got to be bull crap. Um, he looks closer to six nine, six ten to me. Yeah. Same. Um, I when he's moving on the court, he is moving. Like it, it's just Corey's a big stops. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm this is a da- this is a danger zone for me, Metcalf. Like really, I really like him. I was watching him before this on repeat and I was just like, Oh boy, like this is a fun one. Where, where are you at? Am I crazy? Are you pumping the brakes a little bit more? No, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. What I, I'm still, this is sure what I wish Zachary would do. You're exactly. like, z- okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, but like you, you said it. I mean, he's the exact, the way that you, you always feel him on the court. You always mm-hmm. know that he's playing. And so I'm right now, just a little clip, really just simple weak side cut, his defender completely abandons him, doubles in the post. He cuts to the opposite block, open dunk. Um, but he is constantly moving on offense, which you know creates cuts like that. Easy play finishes at the rim, offensive rebounds, extra possessions. And then he's doing that on defense too. Um, I'm I'm really, really intrigued. And the other week, uh, you know, I was like, I don't buy this shot at all. And I think I caught a catch and shoot or like a movement three on the wing. I paused in the middle of his uh, mechanics. And I think I just am being too influenced by that because like the alignment with his lower body and upper body was completely off. It looked like he was like sitting in a chair and I was like, okay, if part of this is probably angle, it's one attempt, but it's like, he's still shooting five times a game from three, you know, maybe not that much, but a handful of times per game, he has confidence. It looks pretty fluid. I'm not sure he ever turns into a real, like a real shooter. Is it just me or do his hands look fucking massive? He looks like the, I mean, and how much will, could that influence his shot? Because it feels like there's a lot of kind of directional stuff where it's going right a lot. And is that just because his hands are so big and he's getting way too much thumb and index finger on it? He looks humongous. Saloon, right? Did I say it right? Because I'm always I, in my I own head. So. Okay, we'll call him. We'll call him. Uh, no, okay. It's to Johnny, to Jane, to Jane. We, we pra- to Jane. Daniel, we practice like 15 different pronunciations, and then we listen to someone say, "He looks like beginning of the year." I had him. I want to say like I had him in my my first. Like I swear, um, because of the FIBA play. Like I was just like, this dude looks like he has freakish stuff. And I was like, is it going to come together? And what I like about these guys so much is it makes you go back and rewatch that stuff. Yeah. Because I'm convinced he's put on good weight. I'm convinced the stuff looks even smoother than it did before. Um, I think he's just a beast. And it's just one of those, like, if we start getting a couple more big performances from him, and I'm not talking about like him dropping 30, I'm just saying like if he drops 15 with four and and just looks smooth and confident, that secret's going to be out quick. And I know there's some people out there that have had him. I've had their eye on him. I've talked to Evan um, when this summer, like I texted Evan, we were talking about some of the French prospects, and I was like, "Have you watched Johnny?" And he's like, "Oh man, he's good." So I mean, it. I don't know, Metcalf. He's a big boy. Like, I know what you're saying with the hands and stuff. He looks just like a potential beast. Like, this could yeah. be the wild card that just we look up one day and we're like, the 
freight train of hype is rolling right now up boards. I don't know. I mean, tell me if I'm crazy, but I buy in the shot. If he has huge hands, which it looks like I'm right there with you. I think that's very encouraging foundation and his shot form. Um, what else you got? Sorry. I'm, now I'm really in a dangerous place. Like I said, no, I, I think the scary upside with him, um, actually comes on the defensive end yeah how active he is i think there's some fundamental things that he has to clean up with his on ball stuff where his feet are a little slow to react a little slow to move um but the off ball stuff is really really impressive i thought this was one of the most fun sequences from him so deep three doesn't doesn't go in but just rims out uh gets back in transition reads the pass picks it off saves the ball and then runs back down beats everyone back down in transition flares back out to the corner. And then this is where that cut comes from. There's like a dream constant moving. Movement. Yes. That's a dream sequence as an evaluator. Cause he, I mean, he's even holding his arms up for, to get the pass. And I'm like, my, he looks stretched out. Like he's going to have a freakish wingspan. Um, he just turned 18. He's going to turn eight. He's going to turn 19 in August. I mean, it's listed at six nine two oh three. I feel like he looks much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, but then I, so mean, I don't even know. get into some of like the the weak side rotation stuff. Um, where I great tag there forces a kick out. Just really good rotation and from a really young guy. And again, tag t- tags the roller that there. Play. Sticks yes. his hand in. Just really instinctual, perfect timing. Doesn't get a foul. I watched that play like 15 times um, from everyone listening. It's just a great example uh, not watching. It's just a great example of I love the activity with your hand. And I've always talked about how I'm a sucker for guys that don't let their feet sit in cement. Like you keep your feet active. You stay aware. You keep moving. And I mean, we just showed a number of clips of him doing that, staying active offensively, defensively with that size, with that length. I mean, Right now, it's just kind of a lot of... It's like drinking an espresso shot when you yeah. watch his film. It's just kind of like, I'm up. All right, I'm awake. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm Guys like this make me go get the schedule, for, like the upcoming schedule. And I'm like, when is he playing? Like, it, And that's my favorite part of evaluating. Like, Normally, you'll do that with a lot of guys, but I'll watch film... And I'll watch like 10 guys. And then if I watch a guy like this and he just like has me filming at the mouth, I'll be like, is he playing tomorrow somehow? Like I just, I'll, I'll wake up early and watch it. And that's what I love about evaluating so much. Like I'm ready to get every game I possibly can. So um, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm very yeah. excited. And I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he has a Koulibaly esque. Yes. Rise. I, I, yes. I really think that's in the, in the cards for him, um, especially with just the uncertainty of this draft. Keep an eye on him. His name's going to be popping up a ton from now until draft time. Um, but let's move on to someone mm-hmm. else who is also skyrocketing up boards. Uh, Nikola Topic, uh, point guard from Mega. Um, what do you like? What do you dislike? Talk to me. I need you to hit me with it. I feel like you've been, you're really good with, um, weathering the storm i feel like when everyone starts getting crazy i can lean on metcalf to balance it out i like nicola um yeah i'm 
the funny thing is like they have 15 guys named Nikola. Jurisic also like I'm talking about Jurisic here. I know we're talking about Topic. Um I watched Jurisic because I'll never stop believing. Um and I watched him early in the year, one of his games and he looked great. I thought he looked solid and I was just like, "Come on, just one more level." And I'm so in. And um every time I kept I every time I was watching like Topic just kept standing out. And I was like, "Oh man, who's this kid?" Like I was like, "I know who he is, but I was just like, it's you know when you know a name and then you're just like, okay, are you really in now? Like, are you really going to be a guy for this year? Um, that started happening where I was like, I already know who Topic is from like oh, summer play and just his name popping up and everyone's named Nicola for Serbia and they're all good. <laughs> but um, he had my attention. I had him. I, I was like, yeah, when it's time, I'm going to be ready to rock for him. And when I was watching Jurisic, I was like, man, just keeps looking good, keeps making plays, keep and then you're like, okay, this might be happening. And he's had an outstanding start to the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, just really coming out of the gate strong. And when you're an international guy like that, um, I think it's so crucial that if you can send a statement right away, you don't need to, but if you're one of those guys that's a little bit quieter and you can just come out of the gate and lay the hammer down and get the attention of scouts of like, no, I'm ready to rock. Let's go. It's a big deal. Cause now we're going to be looking at him nonstop. And you know, the sickos, the diehards, we're always watching those guys, but he's on fire. Metcalf, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts with him? How do you think some people are crazy? I don't know. Hit me with it. Um, I, I definitely get the excitement. It's October. We should yes. be excited. This is the time to get excited. Um, going back to being a Debbie Downer, uh, I think the defense is dog shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, there he is. But you know, whatever. Um, I'm not sure I buy the outside shot or not. Still a question mark. But no one cares about that. He's fun. The on-ball creation stuff with him is incredibly fun, and he somehow just gets to the rim whenever he wants. Just I think he's got a good first step, but isn't like an elite athlete, just a nice little blow by uh, changes the angle at the rim, which is just a really nice adjustment to avoid the, the, the shot blocker. Um, yeah. Just takes his guy off the dribble, help defender comes adjust finishes on the other side, you know, an- another one where he's just taking his guy off the dribble, just super confident, just oh, see you extension finish. It's incredibly easy for him. And then just even adds a little flair with the spin. Um, and this one just comes off the screen, spins against momentum, finishes, and just the way that he changes angles with his at-room finishing and his playmaking, it's all really, really impressive. And a lot of stuff that guys his age don't really do, um, you know, here he's just running pick and roll again, just changes the angle to find his roller where he's getting blitzed. It, You know, his, his teammate fumbles the ball here, but... He gets blitz there, pivots back, changes the angle, delivers a perfect pass. That kind of creativity, that kind of ingenuity and ability to um, improvise on ball, it's all really, really impressive. And 
most of it comes out of the pick and roll and then drives and stuff. But then he also has that ability to read the weak side corner and make live dribble passes like that, where he's again, changing the angle, but finding open shooters right off the bounce and really quickly. So I think the on-ball creation stuff is very real. I don't know how it'll be fascinating, fascinating to see how the kind of rim pressure stuff continues throughout the season. Um, if the shot doesn't continue to take a step in the right direction and defenders can just go under everything and, you know, give him that cushion. But right now he is electric and just consistently putting up like 20 plus a game. Another guy that just turned 18 yeah. in August. So he's going to be young. Um, talking six, five ish, six, six ish. 200 pounds, wherever you want to put it. I'm just going off real GM sometimes, folks. Like, just don't shoot the messenger. He looks or if you have better information, send it to us. Yeah, if you have that, I love that. Those are my <laughs> favorite DMs. I get them all the time, and I love them. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. Like, someone will just be like, I talked to him. He's both. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You've helped me. You've skipped me three months of looking down the dark web. I, I, offense is just a joy to watch. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about. When you, when I watch Jurisic, then all of a sudden you see this other guy just like, whoa. And it's the feel and creativity and mindset. And, you know, that play where he's driving down the lane and has someone on his shoulder and then just the smoothness to finish on the other yeah. side. It just looks natural and gorgeous. Um, and then he does throw some of those dimes. You're just like, woof. There's a very mature understanding of the game offensively. Um, so offensively, yeah, I get it. He's going to be a highlight machine. People are going to be drooling for him offensively. It's just going to come down to do we buy do we buy the defense can be okay? Do we find the intel? Is he a hard worker? It, it, like it, that's intel with these guys because if teams are do their homework. And they're like, yeah, the, the defense scares us, but smart kid, hard worker. We think we can, you know, unlock it to get to a respectable level. Then it's a dangerous prospect because right. of all the stuff he can do offensively. But I think it's it's interesting what you're saying, like finishing stuff like that. Like that's where we get to a point where there's a lot of really talented basketball players in Serbia, guys. Like we've seen this. That's one of my favorite countries I've ever visited because if you talk about basketball there, they love you and it's awesome. It's just a fantastic place. I understand why Jokic just loves to go home immediately, <laughs> but you have to have a lot of stuff to be able to stick at the NBA level. And I think that's where it's like, I love Topic. I think he's awesome. Hot topics. Also one of my favorite nicknames ever. So I really want him to be awesome. But it's we just got to now you got to watch closely and see if we can buy the rest of the skills coming along. And because I think he has a lot of elite skills right now. Mm -hmm. I think he's very creative with the ball in his hands. I Incredibly think he's creative, fantastic feel for the game. And he's going to have plus size. Um, it's just now let's now let's really watch. Now let's yeah. really start to dissect stuff. And, um, you know, because I think when you start to see a guy like this and we have an idea, we have like kind of the crazy early ideas of like, Hey, could this be a top 20 guy? Could this be a top 15 guy? Then you start nitpicking because you're putting someone in a serious territory fast. 
Um, but you know, it's just the guy that's really got our attention with no college basketball starting. So another one, like, that's why I'm like, Hey, everyone that says this class sucks, bet let's give us some time. We've got some real dogs coming in to throw their name into the ring. Okay, let's pivot to his teammate, Nikola Jurisic. Yeah. Uh, you were you tried so hard last year. Um my knight in shining armor. So, are you still on that bandwagon or I'm still in. Are you, are I'm you... not no, I'm not I'm still in. I'm still <laughs> buying. Screw that. I'm gonna go down swinging. Um you know, I, I just like the way he plays the game. He's he's big big body, around six eight. He's got handles, he's got some fantastic feel too. He has the most confusing shot I've ever seen. Because I feel, did you watch a bunch of him at CAF? It almost feels better. It looks better to me this year. And I'm just like, if he got to 38% at the end of the year, I'd be like, someone is oh going God, to unlock a demon. I just like the way he plays. Um, so yeah, no, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna stop fighting. <laughs> never. I will never give up on my boy Jurisic. Uh, dirty dancer in the comments. Uh, Jurisic best aspect is his passing. Thousand percent agree. Hundred um, percent. Just the so, some of the the, the driving kick stuff. Um, I think his slashing looks a lot better this year, and his ability to pressure the rim. Um, and then you know find teammates out of those drives has been really really impressive. Um, it's just a shot. <laughs> it's it, it always um, is, and I, I think it looks solid from the mid range. But he's never going to be one of those guys where an NBA team's going to be like, yeah. Go, go take a dozen mid-range jumpers a game. He's never going to be it. He he has to figure out what is happening from three, and it hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, he had one game the other day um, where he shot better. Uh, it looked solid, like you said. The mechanics, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong, which almost worries me more about his depth perception or just his overall touch. Um, it, it's weird. And the fact that someone with that playmaking talent can't figure out the rest of the offense yet is so frustrating. Let's do a really early, early this or that. I love to throw it back at you. Um, Let me. Ajinka. I have to to scroll. Sorry. Ajinka or Risha Share? Oh, uh, it'll it'll depend on what team I am. But based on my big board right now, Ajinka. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually think that's the correct answer. Um Topic or Ajinka? Ajinka. Wow, let's see that that's where I think we're getting some fun area. Um Jurisic or Taryn Armstrong. Oh Taryn. The funny thing is now that Taryn looks like he wants to give a shit defensively and he's like actually made it a yeah, and he's looking like the best defensive point guard in this draft class right now. Like now <laughs> <laughs> now he looks like he's just like uh really going to bat to try to find another level of his game. I would be like, yeah, I think so. That's my thing with Jurisic is I think he knows I know what the level is. I know what I have to have come around, and it's just the first game I watched him in the year, he took a three, and I was like, whoa, that looked way better, like way smoother. It looked like no hesitation, no little – it just looked smooth. And then I watched, and I'm like, why is he shooting 20% from three? <laughs> if I shot – like it, it would be the most frustrating thing well, ever. Which, if, so if does I that sh- concern you more, that the mechanics look solid 
but the results are still atrocious. I don't get it. And it, it, it's something has to be going on because I, I remember even watching his pro day, if you want to call it for the draft for last year's draft and every shot. He's like, that's the one clip I'm watching him, his shot more than any single clip that goes online. I'm like, what is the deal with it? And um, I don't know. I, I'm going to probably text one of my favorite Intel guys after this and be like, what the, what the hell's going on? Can you tell me what the problem is? This is one of my favorite. But I remember texting that same person last year and being like, I like Jurisic. And it was like, start the end of the year. And he's like, I like him too. And I'm like, well, then what the hell's going on? Like, like why can't he shoot 35% and just be a great point guard or a great wing? You know, it's just weird. So, um, no, I'm, I'm to answer your question. No, I'm not selling stock. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Where you are with this defense, because I, I like the team stuff. I feel like he's engaged the rotations and stuff. The communication is sound. Um, I think the on-ball stuff rivals that of Topic. Oh. <laughs> Omega wasn't good last year, so I feel like we found out why. Um, no, I think the same thing. You know, Fair good enough. team defense. The team defense looks makes me feel okay, but um, you know, you, you need to figure it out on-ball stuff, especially if you're going to be around six eight you better not be a target at six, eight. Then you're probably running into some problems. So um, yeah, it's just, it's tough because I feel like I, every time with him, I get one good game and I'm like, Oh, here's my hope. And then um, it's either an injury where he sits out or has a bad game. And I'm just like, what are we doing? So (laughs) yeah, that's all, that's all where I'm at right now. It's a, it's an ongoing circle and I continue to not want to give up. Okay, let's move on to uh, Zachary Perrin, um, kind of power forward, center type player, uh, playing for Antibes uh, from France. Had a really good FIBA. Um, not sure that's necessarily carried over. Any any thoughts with Perrin? Tough. Uh, it's tough with. I mean, I, I we're praising a lot of these guys, and I want everyone to remember, like we need to pump the brakes um, with a lot of these guys because it is their season starting, and you know if. Justin Edwards comes out and for Kentucky and in his first game has 10 points and shoots bad from the field. It's not like I'm going to move him down to 20. Like, no, it'll be like 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's just give these guys a couple, you know, couple months, couple, couple games, stretches, check in on them. Perrin was tough because he kind of just had like a roller coaster path where, um, he's supposed to play in college basketball, then decided he's going to leave. I think it was at Illinois and then FIBA, um, looked fantastic. Like just was like the energizer, nasty guy that I was like, man, this dude just keeps making big time plays where it's like an offensive rebound and a dunk. And, um, yeah, I, I but that's the tough part also with those guys in FIBA is you're like, this is just a good guy on a team with a lot of good guys. Like, you know, where he's just making his impact because life's easier with so much talent around him. Um, but yeah, I don't, nothing really too crazy to report early on this year so far. Is that accurate for you too? Or do you um, think it's just like, I, eh, I we'll see. I, I think his defense has been really impressive. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of versatility and upside there with him. I, you know, he moves his feet. Well, he's really, really smart um, as a defender, really high level rebounder, comfortable with the ball, good ball skills, especially for his position. So, you know, there's some grab and go potential, some DHO stuff, you know, 
feed him at the top of the arc at the elbow, let him, you know, play make a little bit out of there. Um, it's, it's the offense though. There there's the, the shot isn't there. He's never even looking to take it. Guys are sitting in the paint when defending him when he's out above the arc. Um, and then just his, his conditioning doesn't look up to snuff right now. And that's, you know, we're three game. he's three games into the season and he's looking gassed in the second half. I don't love that. And then, you know, a symptom of that, or, you know, a result of that is that his, you know, defensive footwork and fundamentals and attention to detail on that end really kind of starts to, to disappear once he gets tired because he's just trying to play catch up. So I, I was more excited about him coming out of FIBA because there was that constant engagement, that constant, like you said, motor. And I'm not seeing that right now. Maybe it's just an early th- season thing where he underestimated the physicality, the speed and everything that he was going to have to play, play at. But it's kind of concerning that three games in, I'm already seeing you gassed, but I don't know. It, it, it's tough, obviously not writing them off, keeping an eye on, um, there, there's a lot of potential there. There's a, a lot of reasons to talk yourself into him. It's just, is he going to kind of keep it up? Um, let's move on to Juan Nunez, Spanish point guard, uh, playing for Ratio Farm, uber creative. Um, where are you at with Juan? Intrigued. Um, I, I mean, I have been. It's just one of those things with Juan. I think I'm... I need the outside shot to come around on a consistent level for a large sample size for me to kind of start buying in. Cause I think he's incredibly, you know, gifted, good feel, good playmaking ability. Obviously he played in the Olympics with Spain. That was great experience or not the Olympics. I'm sorry. The world cup. I'm, I'm stuck on the Olympic talk today. Cause me and Metcalf started the episode talking about like, are you shocked and beads going to play for team USA? Like we were like, Whoa, okay. Um, which I still am shocked. Um, that team's going to be very nasty. Yeah. I can't wait for the terrible nickname they give this team, especially with LeBron playing. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued with Nunez. The problem is, is I am very intrigued with Nunez and the entire ratio farm home team is going to be really fun this year. Another guy we're going to talk about in a second is Pacome. I'm really intrigued with, they got a kid for next year. Metcalf text or tweeted about Noah that I love for next year. Um, Juan's really fun. You know, he he has some of those FU passes where he just does stuff this like this that's just kind of like you, you start laughing your ass off while you're watching and stuff. But my question for you, Metcalf, is do we think Juan is a NBA solid point guard or is this a really fun highlight guy? Here's here I'll add a part C to this. Is this a point guard that just keeps playing overseas and somehow some playoff team signs him when he's 25 and he comes in and is a great backup point guard, almost like the JJ Barea experience? I yeah, I think so. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, well, why, right why do you feel that way? I'm I might be completely agreeing with you. I'm just saying when I watch now, I'm gonna be. My goal is going to be to prove you wrong. So just tell me. No, why. I, I want to be wrong because like yeah. he's super fun. Um, the the on ball kind of playmaking, especially out of the pick and roll. There's a lot of creativity there. I'm not sure he's a good enough athlete. I, I don't okay. think there's the explosiveness is there. He, I saw him listed at six three. That feels big to Generous. me. He doesn't look six yeah. three out there. Um, I don't really buy the shot. It's funky. It's kind of like 
the side of the head catapult release type thing. Um, and then the defense is just really kind of all over the place. Um, I, I don't, I, I think he roams and kind of gambles a lot off ball and I'm not sure that he can survive defensively. I kind of get like some Teodosic vibes, like some, some Milos vibes, some Facundo Capazzo vibes, where it's like a couple, you know, handful of years from now, can he come over for a couple of years? Certainly. And, you know, be that second or that backup third string point guard. I could see that, but if he's playing in Spain for Barca or Real, why, you know? So I, I think he's going to be a really good professional point guard for a long time, just because of how creative he is with his playmaking, how he can run an offense, uh, the activity, but I'm just not quite sure it's going to hit NBA levels, which is it just an incredibly, incredibly difficult threshold to meet. So I'm, I hope, I hope this isn't coming across as me slandering him or diminishing how good he is. It's just the point guard spot is so freaking deep right now. And, it's tough if you're under six four to be a starting point guard now. Um, you, I want to go off of a little bit. I guess you could say we could go sidetrack it, but I want to go off of what you just said because it's a really important part of this class that everyone's not everyone. A lot of people are wanting to just you know say this class is shit, and I'm sorry for the foul language for all the you know sensitive ears out there. I don't think it is. I think this class is going to be really fun. It's going to shock some people, especially when college hoops starts up. People are going to be like, whoa, 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 what a sec. But my point is, you know, a guy like Juan Nunez, it's a tough class to be a guard right now. There's a lot of really good guards projecting to to be in this class. I mean, you know, Isaiah Collier, Riley Kugel, Tyrese Proctor, Jared McCain, Elliot Cadeau, Caleb Foster, um, Garway Duol, Trey Alexander, El Marco Jackson, DJ Wagner, Stephon Castle. Um, you know, the guy from Oklahoma, we're pumped on Milos Uzan. Like, it's just a tough. Cl- I mean, Bronny James looks like he's going to be cleared to play this year, which is so awesome. Thank God. AJ Mitchell, a little sleeper from Santa Barbara. But like, there's a lot of guards in this class, and we haven't even brought up Reese Beekman, Keyshawn Gilbert, Judah Mintz, like guys like that. So, like, you got to be bringing the heat if you're going to be an international guy that's going to really be sending a statement um, in this class. And there's, you know, a ton of guys I didn't even bring up that could have big years too. Um, It's just, there's nothing wrong. Was being an international like he looks he looks like a guy who's gonna win four Euroleague titles yeah. like it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that Euroleague guys are so damn good it's and then just like every Olympics fit. just gonna give the U S absolute hell nightmares just be <laughs> a, a, an absolute nightmare and just because we're saying like well hey maybe he's not a top thirty pick right now doesn't mean Juan couldn't be a damn good basketball player and one of the top point guards and. You know, the Spurs sign him in four years and win 15 championships. Like, we were, it's just, I don't know, but I'm going to be watching him because mm-hmm. he's exciting and I want to be like, kind of like, oh, maybe there is a little bit more to his game. And, um, we have someone that's going to be on our team that for no ceilings that we're going to announce soon that I'm very excited to talk international prospects with this year. So, yeah, that's all I got. Unless you got anything else. Yeah, let, uh, well, let's talk about his teammate. Uh, oh, Don, yeah, Don of Diaz. course we should. Uh, so I love Pacome. Clearly, I, you just forgot about him. My goodness. No, well, I thought you were 
trying to get pull out some clips. No. Dottie eight man, that that is my guy. Um, I'm all in very early. Ooh, define um, that. I haven't been my first. Oh, yeah. Um, I've watched them all. Yeah, and when I do something that aggressive, I have to be backing it up. So I, I've been locked and loaded. I watch basketball without borders. Um, I've got a buddy that that works on the own staff. He texted me last year, said, Hey, this kid's coming to play with us. You need to be on the lookout for him. I was like, I appreciate the tip. And I was like, give me, give me the run by. We talked about him for a little bit. Come, got hurt at the end of the year. So he was playing with the orange Academy, he got hurt at the end of the year. And then, um, I watched the basketball without borders and he was on the rosters and the dude just kept making plays. And we're talking like six, eight wing athletic, Looks like he's got that right mindset that I look for with wings on the court where like he's not afraid to get downhill. He'll finish with some some finesse or finish with some power and um still young, big body, like just I I buy the shot, looks good. And uh it was funny because this summer our own Evan, Evan texted me. He's like, What do you think about this? I was like, I love him. And Evan is like, I, I've been watching a ton of him. The dude could play so he had a good um I think it was his first game off the top of my head with with Ulm. I think he had a good little stretch run where he finished with a nice little box score for like limited minutes. The big thing is and I've talked to scouts and I was like, What do you think? Am I crazy? And they're like, No, you're not crazy. It's just how like I like him a lot. It's how much playing time is he gonna get this yeah. year? Because they have a really good team this year, Ulm. Like they had a good strong team last year, but now they have a really good really strong team this year deep so it's uh it's how much playing time is he gonna get but and in their second game he barely played exactly and it's and it's i don't think it's talent it's just the same thing as you know no 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 none of that from what i've heard none of that it's just i think it's simply just hey like they're rising up the ranks and they're getting better and they're wanting to win games and you know like it's we scout guys all the time that play in Euroleague and they don't get a ton of run consistently. So it's like, okay, well, when they get run, let's watch. And I think Pacome is going to be one of those guys we just got to pay attention to because I love him. Um, that's one of those wild ones that I'm like, hey, I'm, I'll, I'll be crazy for a year. I'll say like I absolutely love him, but I s- feel like I see it with him. And maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it is this year and some teams smart and drafts them at some range. But um, have you watched a ton Metcalf or? Yeah, I've watched all those games. Okay. Sure. So you're going to be um, Buzz Killington right now? No, no. Uh, my, my only thing with him is, like you said, the the opportunity, um, you know, seeing him play a good amount in their first game, then barely in their second, and then a good amount again in their third. It's like, what are we going to do? What What are we doing here? It, like that, that's so tough for a player to really get in a rhythm and, you know, how, really know how they're going to contribute on a nightly basis. Um, I just think he's really raw and that you kind of alluded to that with him, you know, is he a this year guy or a next year guy? And I don't think either one is necessarily the wrong answer at this point. Um, The work rate is really impressive. The defensive potential is through the roof, Um, you know, clean up a few fundamental things, but a guy that plays that hard, I don't really have really any concerns about that. I thought, you know, he hasn't really, shot a ton but i thought the the off ball 
jumper has looked solid, um, especially in their their last game. It looked really good. Um, so as like a three and D wing, really raw, you want to kind of develop and you know really bring along and kind of morph his game. I think there's a ton of potential there. I, I think he could be a really exciting player. Um, and I really think opportunity is probably really going to dictate whether he ends up coming this year or next. And I don't think it's going to be ability or physical tools or lack of effort because all that really sh- pops when he plays. Absolutely. And, and might be kind of where all of a sudden they get to a point where they're playing a couple games where they're like, okay, well, they've opened up a lead and maybe he starts getting on the court, getting some more minutes and then you're rolling with that. But I think yeah. it's just, if you're looking for a guy to potentially like you brought up cool ball last year, that rise, I, I think this could be in that wheelhouse. It would not shock me. Now, obviously he's going to have to get, real legit playing time and Koulibaly had that last year with because of some injuries and stuff mm-hmm. so the the cards are going to need to fold in the right place and maybe it's not as aggressive as a rise of all of a sudden he's a top 10 pick but maybe we're looking at a guy that could end up going 18th or 20th or something like that but I think there's talent I think there's a hell yeah. of a basketball player there it's just when it's a matter of time you know it's not yeah. it's not if it's when yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Do you want to do green room? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I want to do green room. Hell yeah. Okay. I want some ice cream. You kidding me? Let's, let's do it. Okay. So review could, because we yeah. had two on the fence. Yeah. So currently okay. Jacoby Walter and Alex Sar are the only ones in Uh little teaser of the Jacoby Walter article coming next Friday over at no Jacoby article. Let's go. Right. Um, so those two are in and then Ron Holland and Donovan Klingon were in line. Um, you I'm going to say, about, I'm, I'm going to say no on Klingon. Um, because he got hurt because he's in a boot. And I don't know if you've ever been at a bar with someone <laughs> in a boot or on crushes, but it is an absolute nightmare. They are always in the way. You always have to go get them a drink. They they're tripping over stuff. People can't, you know, it, it's the worst. So I'm going to say no on Klingon for now. But come December when he's healthy and playing, I'll probably be a very strong yes. Okay, so I think that's a good rule: is you can't be in the green room if you're hurt. You cannot be admitted into the green room if you got hurt. Like if someone's in there and they get hurt, it's not like we're going to remove them. But if, if you're in line and you have a banged up, you know, like you said, if you have a boot, we can't put you, we can't put a boot in the club. We can't, can't it's a weapon now. We can't do that. <laughs> like, um, okay. So Donovan's out for Ron now. Ron. Yeah. Um, Ron's in, I think Ron's yeah. in Ron did enough. I agree. I need to know though, for Ron, is he coming in with the goggles or without the goggles? I'm confused. We need to try to get him on the pod to talk about why sometimes he just feels like, is it just sometimes he feels like wearing the goggles? Cause he went overseas and played in a game and threw down that monster dunk and he was wearing goggles. I've seen him in practices wearing goggles. Then he played those G league ignite showcase games and he wasn't wearing them. So if he's going to do it, I need him to pull a Wendell Carter and bring back the retro thick, <laughs> No, uh, 1990s. To I really style. need Kyle Anderson to start wearing those because he had that eye injury at the end of last year. So, but now he's just wearing like glasses. Yes, 
The NBA should make I, a I, rule. I need the, yeah, I need the goggles. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like you could either Wendell Carter had like the glasses that are that almost looked kind of cool, but I yeah, need someone to just rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow mo was definitely rocking those. I remember it now, but I need someone to just go all in and get the Horace Grant ones. Like someone's got to bring those back. Those were unbelievable. So, um, yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. We'll get Ron in. Ron's okay. in. Ron, Ron Holland in. Um, any nominations from either this group or others to enter the line? Cause we're only okay, doing, I, we're only admitting one per episode. I, I, uh, you, what, give me one. Um, I, I don't have any from this group. I, I don't think any of. No, not from the episode have, group, but. Um, um, oh, boy. I have one, but I want to hear if you have one, too. Let, let me hear yours. Um, Stefan Castle. Oh, OK. It's my nomination. And oh, you get next nomination. We were going to rotate getting nominations, I think, to make it more fun. No, just let me let me hear your argument for Stefan. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I've got a number two on my board, so that's why I have him. I, man, I, I whew, probably one of the guys I'm most excited about watching this year. But when it comes to the green room, you know, I think he's just going to be a connector. He's a big, big bodied guy. So it's not like we have an awkward guard in there that's like, you know, six <laughs> foot. No offense, Elliot Cadeau, because we are going to need you in there one day. Um, but big body connector, versatile. You know, he can either be talking to the big guys and keeping the crowd going, or he could be at the bar, you know, getting drinks for everyone. Um, he's underage, so people don't take this literal. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's just a smart one. Intelligent great feel for for the game or for the environment he he knows where to be um in any situation not overly goofy so i think we're just kind of getting or at least on the court i think we're just kind of getting the he walks a, a straight line which is great you know he's not going to be falling into people if he's just a guy that walks a straight line during the game and doesn't get too high doesn't get too low i think just safe safe pick so that there's okay. my sales pitch Okay. No, I, I, I'm good with him in line. Okay. He's in line. Right. I did all that yeah, to get no. him in line. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're only, we're only putting one person like in this. the week. Yes. I like this. Okay. And then we get someone in line. So do you want to nominate someone in line and then we can just have debates on yeah. who gets in? This is fun. Now okay. we've made this more fun. I also have been working on the graphic. Hate it still. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. Worst. So I think I might make a terrible video on purpose. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. No, folks, it's intentionally bad. Yeah, I actually think I'm gonna make one of those just cheesy, cheesy bad ones with some epic music. So, um, um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Garway for. Uh, oh, that's a bold one. To be in line, I, I okay. had a bolder. I had a bolder one. Who is the bolder one? I have a crazy one, but I think I might wait for uh, opening week of No Ceilings or when college basketball is back. Um. It's someone that Maxwell just had an interview with, and oh yeah, you can't do it. Up. Yeah, too too, too early. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think that's a really good one. That's actually a really good one. Um, oh, 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 okay. You know, he had two people that I think you were thinking about. Oh no, I was talking yeah, about Milos. <laughs> oh, okay, well there you go. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good one. I, that's a pretty spicy one. Okay. Well, we'll look. Okay. Um. So Castle and Dual in line. Yeah. What? You, yeah. And then Love if it. we Dual next time we talk about this, you have to give me your sales pitch for Dual. Okay. Or you can. Yeah, I'll let you think yeah. about it. We'll, we'll 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 battle it out next episode to uh to see who gets in. But Great. all right, Great. Rucker, this was a blast. Um, thank thank you everyone for listening. He is Tyler Rucker. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Rucker. You can follow me on Twitter at T Metcalf one one. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and five star rating. Till next time, see ya.